as there is still feverishly texting. No, I'm not. Sending an email. Or are you like writing notes? Sending an email. See, me and uh, well, I thought Aaron had notes. I do. Oh, uh, okay. I've got some notes. Oh, uh, okay. They're like very scattered. They wouldn't make sense to anyone but me, probably. But did I? Spend the last thirty minutes re- reading articles on Stranger Things on The Ringer. Yes, I, read I did. Nothing. So well, like, well, I'll I have just like, respond. I'm just awful with like character names. Like seriously, like I like You're not as bad as like me. if you said Lucas, I would be like, who's that guy? When I wish upon a star for that one special girl to take me on the ride to a whole new world under the sea of bare necessities. You've got a friend to me cause I'm fun and fancy free With you on my arm, people won't know what to do Say I wanna be like you, bibbidi-bobbidi-boo Like Woody and Jesse and Toy Story 2 Girl, I have your name written on the bottom of my shoe Hello and welcome to episode 15 of Mary with Mouse Ears I'm one of your hosts, Michael Agnew I'm your other host, Zara Agnew And today we have an extra spooky addition to the podcast uh, we are going to be talking about Stranger Things, the show that has taken over the country. And there is no one better to discuss this show with than my very good friend, Aaron Pugh. Um, Aaron is my uh, movie-watching friend whenever Zara doesn't want to see movies with me. we He's the only person I know who watches as much TV as we do, and we enjoy discussing TV shows together. So, Aaron, welcome to the pod. Thanks for having me on. Um, Aaron is also... Definitely in the top three fans of our podcast. Definitely. Easily. All right. So, um, yeah. So, Aaron was like, dude, as we were kind of just like in the office discussing Stranger Things, we just realized this needed to be recorded so all of the world, our huge, massive audience could hear it. They can benefit. Yes, for sure. So, whenever Stranger Things first came out, like that first weekend, Aaron had watched it all the first ep- all that first weekend. I, I watched... I think I either watched everything on like the first night it came out or the first night and second day or something like that because yeah. it was yeah. just that good. I, I got an email about it from Netflix and I was like, oh, yeah, this is that show. And yeah. I came off from like being on the road for like a day or two. So it was cool. Netflix sends out emails? They sent, yeah, they sent out like, like, hey, this show is coming out. Why so, would I? Well, well, the reason that we don't is, is because we use your mom's Netflix account. True. I'm sure that she gets the emails. <laughs> I'm just surprised. I didn't know. Yeah. That's cool. Yep. While we didn't watch it, we were just really busy that weekend. So we didn't actually. We had the wedding. We had a wedding that weekend. Yeah. All that kind of stuff was going. You were out of town. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I went to the World Series game. Yep. That's what it was. Priorities. So last, so yeah, so last Friday, we both had off. And we seriously watched six episodes of Stranger Things mm-hmm. in one weekend. But now we can all discuss it. Are, awesome. Are y'all ready? So yes. ready. All right. So season one, we have to like set the stage. Aaron, what were your feelings on season one? Season one was, it was just insane. Uh, I wasn't sure going into like the original show um, that, that I was going to like it as much. I thought it'd be good. I thought, oh, it's got some 80s. References. I'm old, so like <laughs> I I get those. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, but I mean, literally from probably the first ten minutes in, I was hooked. It, it, it was just that good. Um, and it it really set a high bar uh, for them to reach yeah. for this next season. So yeah, I remember whenever it first came out. I think you had started watching it, and you told me about it because seriously, no one knew what the heck Stranger Things was. And, and then it just became this, like, huge phenomenon. Yeah, it was definitely good. I remember us really 
liking it from the first episode. Well, I remember the I saw the trailer first, and um, it, it had that Spielberg. Um, it also had like elements of the original It, and it just had, it had all these things that made me like think back to like my childhood and stuff like yeah. that. Um, and it just it it had this cool vibe to it that you just like if you watch the trailer, it just you couldn't escape that vibe. Spoiler alert, by the way, if you're listening to this and you have not watched Stranger Things season one or season two, then you might not want to listen. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're going to spoil everything, yeah, if, if you're one of those people that doesn't mind that because you're not going to watch it, then please, you know, listen and, and, you know, like the podcast. Um, but, uh, Stranger Things season one, um, mainly focuses on this, this group of, um, middle school students, um, and one of them in the very first episode, uh, Will Byers, disappears. Um, and we're not even given a whole lot – as the audience, we're still not given a whole lot of clues as to, you know, what, where he went. He just – he he's there one second and there's this crazy – there's something coming after him. But yeah. they do a really good job of not revealing the the antagonist until until later on in the show. Um, I forgot that happened in literally the first episode. Yeah, and they... they it's the, not a very long season, so exactly. they have to kind of accelerate. I think the first season was was eight episodes, maybe? Six, I think so, yeah. Sometimes, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm used to seasons being like 12 episodes, 16 yeah. episodes, longer and the, seasons. And the nice thing is there, you know, there's no commercials, so like you're yeah. getting closer to that full hour of actual television. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they did so many things right, in the, even in that first episode. Um, if you've ever seen E.T., um, the first two, three minutes of E.T., um, the, the, younger, the younger son, um, Elliot, um, ends up going out to this creepy-looking shack uh, in the backyard to, yeah. to get something. It's, it's a shed, and, he's, and that's where you first are introduced to E.T., and in the mm. exact same way... Will Byers like hear, hear something out in the shack and yeah, and he, he goes he, out there. He, yeah, he goes out there and, uh, and and then that's when he disappears, right? Yeah, you know. Yeah, and yeah. so there's hmm. right off the bat, the Duffer Brothers were saying like all these really cool '80s nostalgia things. Yes, in in place. Um, and so Will disappears. Um, his his mom and his brother don't know till the next morning when he. They, they think he's already gone to school or stayed at a friend's house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His friends don't know he disappeared because, you know, they just, they all went their own separate ways after playing Dungeons and Dragons. And uh, that was a big theme from that which season. Which is their favorite show. Which their I guess, that, which I guess, yeah, they like slightly brought that back to name the whatever main thing. Like, the uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And they, so yeah, so it's, it's a, it plays a big part. Um, I, I don't know. I think the Duffer Brothers were Dungeons and Dragons guys. Sure, yeah. I wasn't because I wasn't allowed yeah. to, to play with Dungeons and Dragons back yeah. then. And when I was a kid, it was called New Age. And uh-huh. so, like, anything that was New Age, including, like, the Smurfs, we weren't allowed <laughs> to, like. Well, I remember, yeah, like, Harry Potter, I couldn't. But that Some was slightly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Or, or a Pokemon. Those were called 
pocket demons. And, what? Um, yep. I've never heard Some, that before. Someone me told neither. me, someone told my mom that Pokemon meant, literally meant pocket demons. And, um, and, and so if I played them, I was letting, I was letting demons into my soul as if I was Will Byers, just, <laughs> just like being infused, um, with like this like smoke monster oh, type God, of being. She doesn't believe that to this I day. I don't know. Conservative Christian circles are great. That's awesome. <laughs> That's for sure. So, so yeah, that's it is a big theme in the in the first um, in the first season, and, and part of it is I think they use it as a way for the kids to kind of process everything that's going on. Um, yeah, they are like we watch it as adults, but like we have to remember that we're watching kids go through very tra- uh, very traumatic experience, and they're trying to process it. And many times, yeah. like I mean, kids will process it through the lens of something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. and so I think that's part of it. They're processing this disappearance and and so what do they do they immediately start going oh it's like like he maybe he was taken by the demogorgon i mean all these crazy things yeah and then we're introduced to l this character or 11 yeah um this really kind of wrench in the in the machine here like um so we're introduced to l and she she appears literally the same day that that will has disappeared Mm -hmm. yeah and even mike makes the comment very early on he's like she must be important because she appeared the day he disappeared. And yeah. So that's when it really starts to get crazy because, I mean, she's got these telekinetic powers and she can move things and knock people. She kills all these, like, you know, agent guys. Yeah, in the, yeah, yeah. In the she restaurant. Like with her mind. With as, her mind. As if she's like Darth Vader. Yeah. She basically um, is. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool just because it's like, kids doing everything so like that's why like the goonies or that's why et or like all of this like 80s stuff like like just bringing back the nostalgicness of that well i think so one of the things i was thinking about is why obviously like there's the nostalgia of like seeing like you know the the 80s references and things like that yeah but but even like you guys did not Right. You were not born no. until the 90s. We were like, we've like seen some of these yeah. movies. At least pretty much seen all the ones you're referring, but it definitely doesn't have that same nostalgia feeling because it's all new to us. Yeah. But it but it still captures you. And so the, yeah. my thought is that, like, it, it must have probably more to do with the fact that we've all been through middle school. Oh, for sure. And we all yeah. know, like, how – I mean, middle school can just be terrible. Like, it's – the the fact that anyone survives middle school is amazing, right? Amen. And uh, and so and I think that's part of the reason why this appeals so well mm-hmm. to adults. And obviously, you're not going to have anyone younger than probably a middle schooler watching this show because it yeah. is kind of scary. Yes, and it's, it's not intended for children. It was definitely scarier. Like I remember watching it, and the first like two episodes, nothing crazy had like happened yet. And so I just remember telling my mom to watch it. And then as the season went on, I'm like, this will probably freak my mom out a little bit yeah. too much. And sure enough, she tried watching it and she was like, nah, too scary for me. But my mom yeah. watched it and she yeah. liked it. Yeah, which is surprising. She's binged it. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah, it, it does have these like really – it goes from like funny and not sure if it's going to be scary to the moments where it's very scary. One of the mm-hmm. great jump scares – in the first season is when uh, Will contacts his mom uh, using the, the Christmas lights, the Christmas lights yeah. on the wall. And I think the first thing he says to her is run. Yeah. And then immediately yeah. the camera pans away from her and like this face like comes c- out, comes of out of the, the wall, wall. It, like stretches that the fabric creepy. on the wall. Yeah. yeah. It was 
a wonderful moment. That like they took that from. There's a couple different movies that that do stuff that do scares like that, and that was uh-huh. I thought it was great. Um, and so it it touches on all these different things. It, it's got some of the scary. It's got the humor. The kids are hilarious. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because they're they're running around, you know, like cracking inappropriate jokes. Oh and, yeah. And stuff they like each that. They each have their own personality. They do. Yeah. Um, and that was that was the thing that was great about this second season. We got to see a lot more character mm-hmm. development. Because they were all very much the same kind of character for the most part in the first yeah. season. Yeah. And then they were completely different in the second season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Truth. So some other things in season one that were very important. Uh, Barb. Barb. Can't forget Rip. about... Uh, justice for Barb. I, um, for Barb. I still don't fully get it. It just became like this, like internet sensation. Justice yeah. for Barb. I mean, I, I mean, I like Barb. She was just such an early she had, she sacrifice. Had, she had the the mom jeans. <laughs> Show yes, yes. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it was all uh, Nancy's fault. I mean, like she didn't deserve to die. Yeah, it, I don't know. Uh, I would I, take Bob Bob over Barb. Bob over Barb. Bob over Barb. Yeah, no. I have to say no. no? I, I could care less about Bob. I love Bob. Bob was great. Um, but, yeah, Barb was a – that was a big storyline. And that was one of those things throughout season two. No one really knew if she was – or season yeah, one. Yeah, she no was one, missing, right? She yeah. was missing. No yeah. one really knew, including the main characters. Trying to find her body and They didn't know if she that. was dead or what for – and really no one knew. And a lot of people were questioning whether she was dead in between seasons. Yeah. So that was a big thing because um, she disappeared while – um, Nancy, uh, Mike's sister, yeah. was um, yeah. having um, off with a Steve. Good time. Yeah, having adult time with with Steve um, during se- season one. And we have to we have to you know make the difference. See, be- season one, Steve, and season two, Steve, different, two totally, very different totally. Steves. And though he did play an important role in in season one as well, um, you definitely did not like Steve in season one. So. Yeah. Yeah, he was the popular guy, just like the goody two shoes, like Mr. Cool guy yeah. that you did. I wouldn't even like. say goody two shoes. He was kind just of just the cool, the douche guy. Yeah, yeah, pretty kind much kind of a chump, chumpy guy. Yeah, and uh, I mean, he one of the things he does, uh, Will's brother, and I'm blanking on his name. Um, oh, Jonathan. Jonathan. Yeah, like he breaks his camera. Yes. Like, oh, that it, was and terrible. One of, okay, and one yeah. Of the, Steve got nicer in season two. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he he breaks his camera. That was so, terrible. Like they set him up, and in fact, the directors talked about how they originally did not want to him, want him to be a sympathetic character. Okay. okay, they wanted him to be like the the human, like enemy an, enemy, the antagonist. Yeah. Um, well, and I'm glad he didn't become that in season two. So he became much more likable. Yeah, he definitely definitely did. Um, so the, Steve, and then of course you've got Will's family, um, his mom. Who let's. I mean, let's face it. They picked the perfect actress to play kind of someone who's a little bit off their rocker. A little neurotic. Um, With um, Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder, yeah. And she really is a terrific actress. Um, But she played that part perfectly. Do you know what I know her most for? What? The Rocky and Bullwinkle movie. Oh, that's weird. See, I know her from, like, a bunch of other movies. But, like, most recently, she made headlines for, like, freaking out and, like, getting... uh, up up until Stranger Things, yeah, people yeah. would think of her as the lady who got busted shoplifting. Oh yes, at oh, a store in LA. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, talked yeah, about that exactly. with my mom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but way to make a comeback, Winona. Yes, great job. Um, so, 
Lots, lots of characters. Oh, can't forget Hopper. Um, oh my God, yeah, the, the town sheriff. Um, he is perfect. He's he's a he's a great casting choice. Um, and on top of that, he just you believe everything about that character in uh, in that show. I mean, he just he's a he's not perfect. He's definitely flawed. He shows up way late and probably hungover, maybe still yeah drunk in his first scene in the show. Um, other characters, you've got like the evil scientist. Guys, I have awful news. Winona Ryder was not in Rocky and Bullwinkle. Michael. I severely misspoke. <laughs> I Hyperparabo, the girl from Covert oh Affairs. Oh my gosh. Also um, Coyote Ugly. Or, Coyote or Ugly. also that um, was, I don't know how in the world I missed that so badly. Guys, I've, As soon as I said that, I'm like, wait, that's the wrong Wrong person. I have I have good news. I've never seen Rocky and Bullwinkle. So. Yo, as a kid, I, I loved that movie. I think I've seen it once. <laughs> Brendan Fraser, right? Is, um, was he the main character? No, that was Dudley Do-Right. Dudley Do-Right. Oh my gosh, those movies seem the same to me. Sorry. Pretty well, much are. Yeah, so this one came out in 2000, so I was like nine years old. Perfect time. It has a 36 score on IMDb, <laughs> so uh, obviously... Not too highly rated. Sorry, Winona. <laughs> Sorry. That's better than other movies, though, which is surprising. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, you've got your your bad guys who are mostly the scientists. And then, of course, the Demogorgon. Yeah. Which is this, uh, it's the only, like, bad entity from the, what they call the upside down in the first season. Mm-hmm. That's the only real glimpse of that world we Yo, get. season two, it which obviously, and like sequels, you have to like up like you that. Do. Yeah. It, they went all out yeah. in like season two. I mean, even from the, the trailers, like in season, for season two, they were showing a lot of things. And yeah. I was like, this is going to be crazy. Yeah. So, and it, yeah. It and it was. Up, and it lived up to it. So anything else we need to say about season one? Um, so at the end of season one, they, through using... Teamwork and best friendship yeah. and all that kind of stuff and and L um, well yeah and also Eleven's like super superpowers yeah, yeah she I mean she she kills the Demogorgon using her psychic powers which is pretty cool yeah uh, but then like they everyone thought she died um, during that whole process and was stuck in the upside down and uh, but come to find out you know she wasn't quite quite yeah. dead yeah so. But uh, the the last scene we see of uh, season one, I think the last scene for the entire show, uh, season one, is is when Will coughs up the slug. Oh, yes. The worm thing, yeah. Um, they're the all slug. celebrating Which that is Christmas. the foreshadowing of yeah. comes in season two. Yes. And he, he al- I think he also has a vision, too. He goes into the, he goes into the, the bathroom. bathroom. Yeah, and it, and like, it changes to, before to the upside down. And, and he, then he coughs up the slug and... And so that was when everyone goes, okay, we're definitely getting a season two. Yeah, and that yeah. was which was cool. And thankfully, we did. We and they they, they delivered. delivered. Yeah, yeah, they sure did. Well, yeah, because that was like a big thing going into season two. Season one was so great, and it had been hyped up so much. Like it wasn't this like hidden treasure. It just became yeah. this huge like sensation. And, and those kids were like instantly famous. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, man, like how do you go from being this thing that nobody really knew what it was how successful it would be to it 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 kind of became like Star Wars where like it was just such like a high level and then I'm like, how do you make such another great season? And they did it season two yeah. just as good as And they one. they definitely took their time. 
I mean, so the first season was released in July of 2016. Okay. They didn't release this one until October. Yeah. So they, they waited several extra months. Yeah. And, I mean, they I think they had the series mostly ready to go because they were showing that trailer, I don't know, back in at least June. Yeah, it's been months so, for sure. But I think they, they did a lot in post-production and really got what they wanted out of it. And yeah. It, it really came through well. All right, so season two. Um, so season two, the main cast, um, they changed it up a little bit. They added a few characters, which was really cool. Um, they added. But was it cool? No. Yes, it was cool. How necessary was Billy Aaron? Boo. I think I think Billy. So I think I told you this before. Billy represents something that the Duffer Brothers really like. They they draw from a couple different yeah. things. They, yeah. They draw, they're very Spielbergian, if that's a word, sure. in a lot of their things. They're, On this podcast, it is. They're also really big into Stephen King. Um, they, there's a lot of little references. And if you were to come, if you were to watch the original It and uh, the movie Stand By Me, uh, season two especially, there's a lot of references okay. to Stephen King novels. Uh, the scene where... Um, where Steve and Dustin are walking along the railroad tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, that's straight out of Stand okay. By Me. Okay. Uh, it's it's the buddy movie uh, thing going on where, you know, like we're going on a road trip, yeah. but they have to walk. And that's definitely something that's Stephen King. And one of Stephen King's things, he always, even in his novels that have like the supernatural, which I think all but like one or two of them are supernatural in There's nature. There's a few that aren't. Uh, they... They always have like the supernatural villain or a supernatural helper. Uh-huh. Like sometimes it's a good thing. Yeah. But most of the time it's like a supernatural or extraterrestrial villain, and then you have like the human antagonist, the villain. In it, it's the crazy kid yes. um, with the knife. Um, I can't think of his name all of a sudden. I don't know, but he was really creepy but, in the remake. And he's and he's even worse in the book. Okay. And even and just as bad in the first in the original it movie. Yeah. And I think we're going to see a lot more from from um, Billy's character yeah. in, in season three. In season three. I don't think he's going to be one that's redeemed ever either. I think okay. he's going to be bad to the end, and I think it, it may end up being a bad ending for him. Okay. Yeah, three. maybe he'll Good. be sacrificed. Yeah, because Billy's freaking crazy. He's the worst. Yeah. He is, and I, like, he... Um, well, I'll, he was the worst without it being purposeful so like in the beginning it was like, like why is he, here? he was just like abusive where he was just like very just like aggressive towards max and i was expecting something bad to happen and it didn't it yet didn't. but yeah uh, although he did have one of the funnier scenes in the entire season with the mom with with uh mike's mom yes uh that was a hilarious scene and uh, if you watch some of the episode the companion Episodes. Oh, we haven't watched that yet. Yeah, you need to check it out. One of the things that they they talk about is the novel she is reading in the bathtub. It's like one of those cheap, dirty romance yeah. novels or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. They they basically like photoshopped a guy that looked like him on the cover of that novel. <laughs> no way. And then she opens the door, and he's basically standing there, and he immediately goes into like charm mode. Oh yes, because oh, he, yes. he's like, you know what, you know, like. Maybe I can... He's like, oh, yeah. I didn't know that Nancy had a sister. Yeah. And, and I'm like, most classic 80s villain yeah, line right exactly. there. Exactly. And of course, she like hasn't had any bad experience with him, so 
who knows? She may be very. Yeah. She may be one of those very uh, like flirty moms. Well, and she she'll be she'll be the hard one to to show that like he is the bad guy in this. Yeah. Who knows? Well, I'm just saying, if I was making a power ranking, Billy would be at the bottom. Oh yeah, he's definitely at the bottom. Um, I don't know. I don't think anyone likes his character, but, but yeah. the guy who played him did a really good job. Sure. Um, also, like that. Remember when he went under the legs with the basketball? Mm-hmm. When they're like, <laughs> yes, he, I do. Aaron. And he scored. Like, that was the worst basketball cutscene I've ever seen. You know, it's funny. He didn't know how to play basketball at all. Oh, and they had like oh. a coach. I could tell. And, uh, <laughs> but it's funny. His they. You'll have to watch the companion because it's oh, it's really good. Okay. They they go more into that. Yeah. But another new character is his stepsister, Max. Yes. And I thought she was awesome. I thought she was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was, uh, she was in a NBC show that didn't make it. Um, oh, rip. It was it was a pretty good show, but uh, but she she had like a she played a girl whose mom was like in special forces hmm. and went missing. Yeah. And, uh, she was really good in that. She was only in it for two or three episodes, but she was great. And so she, she was wonderful though this season and they didn't just like drop her in and like immediately make her part of the group, which was good because that never happens. It's yeah. rare that that yeah. actually happens in real life. And I love how they discover like who she is. You know, they, because they're all at the arcade. That's uh-huh. how the, the yep. season starts out. They're playing video games, and they see that someone has beat all their top scores. Yeah. Well, she yeah. no, she's like the perfect twelve-year-old dude's dream girl. Yeah. Like she skateboards. She's a tomboy. She's really good at arcade games. Like yeah. yeah, yeah. She's was the perfect idea for that. Yeah. And so that was great casting right there. Yeah. And of course, there's Bob. Oh, Bob. <laughs> Bob was so confusing. Whenever the season started... Yeah, like, who was this guy? I told Zara, I thought Bob was bad. Like, I thought that Bob... He just had... Like it a was secret villain. Like, like, he just, like, showed up, and I'm like, yo... Who's, who's this guy? Who's, like, the stranger guy? And I thought that he was going to be, like... Like, in my mind, I never said this out loud, but I thought he was going to be a scientist who was, like, a spy and was making sure that their family was, like, doing okay. Because yeah. everything, like, all of a sudden, like, I mean, like, Winona Ryder, I forgot what her character's name is, um, Will's mom's house was destroyed. And then it became fixed up all, like, beautifully. And then there's Bob there. And I'm like, something just seems fishy. And I hated Bob in the beginning. Then as the season went on. You like him a little more. No, I love Bob. You See, I never got to the love stage. Bob was great. I was not, like, depressed when he died. Bob, for me, out the gate, was just a great character. Oh, okay. Um, I'm not sure why. I mean, there was... So they they heavily did 80s nostalgia stuff with Bob because um, Sean Astin, who played Bob, has, you know, obviously he was Sam... Sam Wise, Sam Wise. Mm. Zara, the of the Rings. Zara made me, like, pause the show. I didn't believe show. you at first. I was like, I just couldn't tell. He looks so different, but... You you IMDb'd it, so... He, he does look different from his Samwise character. Yeah. Because he, he's... Here's the crazy thing. He's put on some weight, but just like two years ago, he ran an Iron Man and... Really? He ran like the Iron Man... Crazy. ...World Finals in Hawaii and did it in under like 16 hours or something like Good that. Good job, Bob. So, but, but one of his best known roles is his role in Goonies. Oh. Well, okay. he's also in Rudy. I was going to say Rudy. Rudy. That's what I know him from. A lot of, a lot of people know him from yeah. Rudy. But in Goonies, he plays the main character, and he, there like the one of the first references is when he he turns around, and he has the vampire teeth in, and uh-huh. he's like yeah. talking with a lisp. 
his character in Goonies had braces, and they just they they gave him this like weird like speech oh, impediment weird. lisp thing. Yeah, and so he turns around and he says That's something, funny. and immediately it's like a direct call. Oh yeah, and then later on when they're he shows up and they're trying to like navigate this map that Will drew, and he's like, oh, he's like he's like, what's at the end of it? Pirate's treasure, which is what they are searching okay. for all Goonies. through Goonies. There were uh, lots of okay, other little. So there's, we don't really get all those so those references. Those those are littered throughout the. Yeah, world. See, and I didn't even get them all. In my world, the top two most overrated movies: The Princess Bride Ugh. and Goonies. That's fine. I know both Aaron. Those, both those are great. Movies. I am. Pissed. I, I I am killing Aaron's soul right no, now. That's all right. I'm sorry. It's it's one of those things. Like as a like growing up in that era, like those were the movies. I mean, yeah, I still sure. remember the first time I saw the Goonies. Well, yeah, that's because people loved them so much. And in my mind, they just got too overhyped. So then, obviously, nothing's ever going to like. If someone tells me that something is like ultra funny, like The Princess Bride, then it's probably not going to be as yeah. be as funny to me. But yeah, so uh, what what other characters are? All right, are you in on Dustin or are you out on Dustin? I'm in. I mean, he tried a little too hard this this season. I liked his storyline with Steve, obviously. Yes. They're like bromance. That, that was cute. That was adorable. That was the best part. Him trying to be like all BA and like keep the well, keep the creepy little what's the what did he call it? His little pet. Yeah. Like that was creepy. Dark. I didn't like that. Dart. Yeah. I didn't like that. I, but his relationship with Steve I really liked. I'm in on Dustin, and here's why. I, I probably I actually wrote more on Dustin on my notes than sure. I did on anyone sure. else. Um, and part of it is so Dustin Dustin has a single mom. They don't mention his dad ever in either season, which means yeah. his dad's probably dead. See, more than likely, he's dead. Whoa! Because okay. uh, I don't think he ran off. Because if if he did, then they they would say something about it somehow. Mm-hmm. I, the fact that they don't mention it means he's probably been dead since Dustin was like a baby. Okay. Um, and it's just him and his mom, and, and they're okay with that. But he, but one of the things about Dustin, he's probably the most typical of middle school students in this group because he's constantly trying to be something that he's probably not. He's trying to impress yeah. people. He's like, super dorky. The <laughs> whole, his whole reason for keeping Dart... And like the first thing he when he runs into Max, he wants to tell her about it immediately. Mm-hmm. But it, he says, I think he even says something. He's like, "I have something really cool, but I can't tell you." I mean, he, like it's he really wants to be like a popular, well liked kid, yes. which is every middle school kid. Yeah. Um, and you know, he the other thing is he he is very awkward, um, and I think part of that comes from he has teeth though. He does have he does have teeth now. Um, which is funny. I think Elle says that like uh-huh. the first thing. She's like, hey, yeah. you have teeth. You have teeth. <laughs> but like he, you know, part of the reason he's awkward, he, he doesn't have a dad to like be that, that role model. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and even like, so even, even Will um, has, his dad is still alive. He's, mm-hmm. He lives in another town and he's kind of a jerk. But Will at least has a dad. The rest of the characters all have both parents living at home. Mm-hmm. And, but he's the one that doesn't, at all, and so okay. I, th- I think that makes him a little bit more sympathetic, and it also explains like why he was trying to make this thing with Dart work so well, yeah. and really like he kept a secret, and even to the point where it like the the whole Dart thing. All right, so so as a character, I love Dustin, but as a friend, it's I just the worst. I just don't know how do you trust him. So I'm wondering if, if in season three, like we have like what will yeah. will let me get 
to that. But the idea that being like Will's friend, all you have to do is just like remember, hey, just like last year, all of this crazy crap went down. If you find this like worm demagogue, whatever thing it is, you should probably like not keep it. And so, yeah. You should probably kill it immediately. Probably, or at least tell your friends. All right. Are y'all in or, or out on Dustin's fair faucet hair? <laughs> it's, it's more like Prince hair. He's trying to tame it. Yeah. I'm, I like that he yeah. tried. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm in on it. I'm honestly in on it. It was trendy for him. It, it worked for him. Yeah. Like, uh, he, he was, it was, that was a great scene. The, I loved it. The, that whole last scene was something that they've been I loved it. Yeah. teasing at. Because Mike asked Eleven if she would go to the snowball so cute. with him yeah. in the last season. Somebody first kisses. So there, there's so many. That, that, once again, this is where like the 80s like references take over. Cause when, so Elle gets two makeovers this season. Mm-hmm. And that's something that every girl in an 80s movie gets a makeover at some point. Okay. And the last one is, have you guys ever seen The Breakfast Club? Yes. Yes. So she's basically Ali Sheedy's character in The Breakfast Club. Okay. Who's the, the weird girl that's constant, like, she, she puts, like, cereal on her sandwich, and she's super quiet and just weird. Yeah. The whole movie, and then she gets a makeover, and she's really pretty, mm-hmm. and Emilio Estevez wants to take her out on a date, you know, like, and that's what Elle is in this character. She's kind of weird. She's yeah. really quiet. She doesn't know how to socialize with people. And then, boom, she's got a makeover. She's got, like, this... Good looking hair. Aaron, I'm sure that there are so many people's minds being blown right now just listening to With you go next level deep on this 80s references. I got a, a pretty in pink vibes, you know, prom, definitely. prom vibes. Definitely. And then, so like that whole scene was just terrific. It was yeah. a great way to end it, yeah. And then, you know, S- Steve, you know, Steve and Nancy at this point, spoiler alert mm. again, guys, Steve and Nancy don't make it as a couple. Don't ship them. Um, but it kind of is ambiguous about her relationship with Jonathan. Like, they had their, like, night of romance, and then, like, a whole bunch of other stuff went down, and you never quite got that closure. Like, are they together? Are they not together? Like, it never was very clear how he, how they left things together. Yeah. Like, well, like if they will continue or if they... Well, like, they were both chaperoning that dance. And okay, that's true. They were kind of smiling at each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still think Jonathan's way too creepy. He's pretty creepy. He just... He, he just... He's... Something's not, not right with him. Definitely not the traditional, like, good looking I don't guy. think he's good enough for Nancy. I'm just being real. Yeah. Like, it, it, now, and granted, Steve wasn't good enough for Nancy last season. He mm-hmm. got better. I I would say he's good enough for her this season. Well, Steve he, is, he, but yeah, Steve is definitely now good enough for her. Yeah. And I think, but I think their relationship, I, I feel like maybe the ship has sailed on their relationship too. I don't think, mm. I don't think it's going to be like a back and forth. I really don't. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. I, I think they'll, I think they'll introduce some, someone or something else into yeah. that relationship triangle next year and it'll one of the one of the guys will be diverted away yeah good hmm. well i hope it has nothing to do with billy oh I'll god i'll just say that oh god what if billy no. becomes nancy's stepdad ew what <laughs> 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 sorry y'all good just had course. to go there wow uh, mm. all right did. so um i think the actor who did the best acting job throughout the whole season was will well, he had a oh, hard yeah. time. Will was awesome. Will Will killed it this season. He had to be creepily possessed. Yeah. So so like I thought that Eleven. I think that Eleven is the best like actress actor. Like I think that she is the most like star potential. Mike too. 
Um, but Will's whole, like, like there were scenes whenever Will was possessed, and I truly thought that he was possessed. And, yeah. and I'm, like, freaking out, and then I realized it's, it's some 12-year-old who's never really done, like, any acting stuff, and it was just really, really yeah. good. Actually, I think they're all quite a bit older than... Oh. I think most of them are, like, 14, 15. Mm. Luke, the guy who plays uh, Lucas is yeah. 16. I saw that. Really? really? Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. The, the girl who plays yeah, Max wasn't is, expecting is, that. is 15, 16. When you watch the companion episodes, you'll yeah. be like, oh, these they kids are, like, older. high schoolers. Which I guess also, like, it was recorded, like, they're they're probably, like, a year. Yeah, yeah but like even, a year but ago. But they, st- they still look very similar, but you st- you got to give credit to the, the people who, like, dress them up because they – not just the 80s clothes, but they really, like, nail that age group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Because um, when you when you see the girl who plays Max on, like, the companion episodes, she looks like she's easily in high school, older. like, yeah. maybe an adult. I mean, she just... Hmm. She Interesting. Just, and it's... She carries herself very well. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of a lot of things going on there with how old they are. And that that's okay. why I think... Oh, we'll get to that later. Yeah. But where I think the next season will be a little bit interesting further down the road. Interesting. Mm. All right, so what other characters do we uh, got? Well, we, we talked a little bit about the, the bromance between Steve and, and Dustin. Dustin. And I think one of the reasons that works so well, they're both uh, only children. So Steve, to our knowledge, does not have any siblings. Okay, fair, yes. Um, and Dustin, for sure. And I think his parents are kind of, they're not bad people or anything, but I think they're just kind of not there. Yeah. And and so he, I think he kind of he to this point he's kind of found his identity in like being the big man on campus with having like the really pretty girlfriend, and all of a sudden that he doesn't have that. Yeah. And then he gets pulled. In. the The funniest thing it, to me is when Dustin like um, runs into him. He's like, "You have to help us." Yeah. And then the first question he asks him, he's like, "You need to bring the bat." He's like, you have the bat, right? He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, you know, the bat with the spikes. Yeah. And like two minutes later, you see him like walking out with the backpack and the bat with the spikes on it. Yeah. I just love that he kept it. Like, yeah. A year oh, later. yeah. That was one of those things in the trailer. You see him like throw it into the trunk and you're like, it's pretty yes. great. It was, that was, that was really, really a cool thing. Exactly. But I think that's why they, I think Steve gets Dustin. I think he sees that he, he needs like, that father figure in his life, and it, yeah, I think he looks at him as like a, a legitimately like a little brother, and and so especially I, with the hair tips he gives. Oh yeah, well he's he 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 swore him to secrecy just like any. He's like you tell anyone this about that I use the Farrah Fawcett hairspray. hairspray. Yeah, he's like I will kill you, <laughs> and that's great. Like I didn't ha- I didn't have an older brother, I had an older sister, but like um, she would say things like that if like you know she's like don't tell mom and dad like uh-huh. or, you know yeah. And uh, stuff like that. So that's I get that. And that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so that that whole relationship was really cool. Um, what about the Max and Lucas re- relationship? Really cool. There's been some controversy. Have you heard? Like, no. Tell me the controversy, so, Aaron. Um, I think it's. I think it's. All of a sudden, our whole society, our society, not the Stranger Things yeah. society, is like super sensitive about anything to do with, like, harassment or treatment of women, which yeah. is, like, there has been some, like, really terrible things that have happened, mm-hmm. um, like, with the ha- whole Harvey Weinstein. But yeah. also, every, in general, everyone yeah. is on, like, edge sure. with that kind of stuff. Um, and the, so, like, there have been comments that, like, the that the directors were basically forcing 
uh, her and Lucas to kiss, and it was her first real kiss or whatever. And mm. so, oh, weird. And that seems fine to me. If you're an actress, if you're yeah. an actress, sign up it's, for it's, it. It's part of it. I mean, like you do like a school play, and, like, I, yeah. and I think it's being blown out of. Perform- I don't think they were like, come on, like just do- I don't think they were like. Yeah. No, I don't sure think they were they trying were to like, be creepy. Is it okay? Like. I'm sure it was a cre- permission. somewhat of a creepy experience. Sure. But it would, who wouldn't be like, like my first kiss wasn't in front of anyone. Like, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad cause I'm sure it was like the weirdest thing. It was weird for me then. <laughs> I'm glad, yes. it was, like who, whose wasn't, you know? Amen. But, uh, but yeah, so there's been a little bit of controversy if you want to look that up. But I, I think That's it's really interesting. I think it's blown completely out of proportion. Like yeah. But that's, you know, what we. But that was I thought it was great, like their budding romance. Um, this is where I think, and just to dig a little into what might be in the future, I think. Sure. So everyone's kind of paired up a little bit. So you've got Lucas and and Mad Max. Uh-huh. Um, you've got Eleven and Mike, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Will I'm not sure where he. He'll land. I, I think he'll continue to have a large role. Well, they they just introduced like that random. He was girl. dancing with that normal. Oh, that's girl. right, that's right. She because she walked up and she she yeah. said, "Zombie boy, can yeah, do you want to dance?" And he was like, "Sure." So like he's kind of got someone. And then poor Dustin. Poor poor uh, Dustin. left without a dance part. But really, in my opinion, he, he scored won. With Nancy. He like yeah, he he wins the night because all the kids, all the kids were definitely impressed. They're like, oh, she, he's dancing with Nancy. Huh. And I, so I'll tell you this, Michael, and I know you you can relate to like not knowing how to dance because we still like because I went to a school, a private school. We didn't have dances because. They thought it was the devil. Yeah. And you just didn't go to, like, and high school dances. I literally went to one dance my 10th grade year. It was extremely painful. Zara, how many school dances did you go to? Nine. Nine. I, I think you talked about this on one of the I last did. podcasts. No. We were talking okay. about dancing at weddings. Okay. Yeah. And so, like, and I, I've i played tons of weddings over the year as a musician. And so I'll go to these receptions, and especially if there are people that I know, I get pulled onto the dance floor. Yeah. And... Um, I doubt you're listening, but Haley, um, what up Haley? Haley's one of my good friends from, from Wichita. She's now married. has a little, little uh, boy, I think. Yeah. Okay. But no, she was one of those people that would like, she'd be like, there's Aaron looking awkward over there and like <laughs> walks over and grabs me and like pulls me onto the floor for a slow dance. Yeah. And that's how, that's really how I learned to like slow dance. Uh, I still, you don't want to see me fast dance. It's not pretty. <laughs> But that's how I learned to slow dance. It was a very similar situation yeah. to Dustin. And so, like, I thought that was really cool. So, Dustin, there is hope for you. Yeah, I think so. But I think I think you're going to start to see, not intentionally, but you'll start to see the the group kind of splinter up a little bit. Mm-hmm. They've been super tight. And they there were some cracks well, in once, the group. You know, once girls are introduced, like, that can happen. Girls, girls... We'll do that. And then just getting to high school. High school always with stuff like hobbies and just things that they're into. And you know, you know, like, Dustin's going to be in, like, them AP classes. He's super smart. Dude is, um, like, a mad scientist. Shout out to their teacher, by the way. I thought the teacher, I can't think of his name, but he's a really oh, good yeah. character. Science yeah. teacher. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's really funny just in the way he's like, hey, guys, uh, what you got class. What you got here? You know, <laughs> yep. like, he's yep perfect, like, geeky teacher. Um, but yeah, where like the end of season one, you knew that like with Will spitting out the slug thing, like that, like that started off season two knowing that something was going to happen. 
And at the end of season two, they do do the little, like, upside-down snow globe, snowflake thing where, like, you know that the upside-down world is still there and there's, yeah. like, the huge the monster, monster. But there's not, like, a clear pathway that the monster is going to, like, infiltrate reality. So I think that a big kind of conflict thing in season three is going to be the friends splintering off and it going because really from my friends in middle school were, were not the same ones in high mm-hmm. school. Like I mean, like that just like kind of like happens. Like, friends group changes. Yeah. I mean. yeah, and so I'm wondering if, especially with girls getting introduced, I'm sure that Dustin might be hurt that Lucas ended up getting Mad oh, sure. Max, like all of that stuff. Um, that that'll be a big theme of season three. Is yeah. The the other we I just remembered something because you know talking about like. You, you, you mentioned, like, how is the monster going to make its way back yeah, in? Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we did forget a new character, um, and that is the other um, telekinetic on the oh show. Oh, my gosh, You're right, yes, you're right. And she's actually introduced right. in the first minute yes. of the first season. That was weird episode. that they we, introduced her so early, and then you don't see her again. We actually paused it, and I had to go back and make sure that make we sure were you're watching, watching the right show. Yeah. We're like, who is this? Yeah. So now that's because whenever we first started, we actually then we started watching season one, episode one, and so we watched like a We're minute, like, what? And, I, and I'm like, wait, I've seen this, like, be like, was this in like a trailer? And they're like, yeah. nah, dang it, we're, we're just watching season one, episode one. Yeah, so one. they go into so much more backstory on Eleven's past with her finding her mother. She does find her mother. Um, her mother kind of encourages her to go find this other character who um, was in the lab with her basically she was number eight or whatever she fi- yeah she finds eight um i can't remember what she what she goes by as her other i name. remember either but no. but she was a, she was a really good character and she's more um she's not so much a telekinetic as she is a um like so she doesn't like she doesn't use she her creates images she creates images like yeah. the first scene she creates the image of that bridge col- or that yes. yeah tunnel collapsing yes. uh-huh and causes that huge wreck. Very and, cool. Power. And then she messes with Eleven by showing her images of, of Papa, Papa. Mm-hmm. Um, and that gets because yeah. she's trying to get her to like get mad and like you know break that dude's neck at that one point. Yeah, and all those different so things. So I hope in season three that they find another character. Well, I really I, hope that I, I think we get going to see to. more because. Uh, Paul Reiser's character, who is Paul Reiser, plays the new the scientist. scientist. Yeah, he. He was definitely, obviously, he was not a bad guy. Um, when they were talking about, well, who cares if it kills the kid? You know, like, we need to close this gate or whatever. He's like, no. He's like, it's important that we don't yeah. hurt Will. Mm-hmm. And um, He's he's definitely a, a more sympathetic character than the previous season's guys. He's on the side of the good guys here, and he was on the side of Hopper getting yeah, to take... Yeah, friends with Hopper. They're having, having coffee and a sandwich at yeah, the end. I think he's, he's going to end up giving a picture... Like a literal picture okay. to Eleven because they said she can find anyone just, um, just by picture. looking at a picture. She, that's how she found her mom. I, so who knows? Like they may have a picture of like the other kids, um, and that's how she found eight. You yeah. know. So, and that I think that's maybe how they end up. Um. I'm Defeating the upside down. Well, I think that may how oh, they reintroduce it, guys. I didn't even think of that. So they come together. I thought like, of a ton of different theories, but Avengers, I haven't thought of like they come together yeah. to to defeat the. Because upside I'm down. not going to lie, that episode was kind of meh. I I love the idea of it being like this like X Men thing where there's like other people with like different powers. It was weird that it was only just like the one episode, and like it wasn't. 
as fleshed um, out, and then Eleven just leaves, yeah. and then, like, nothing happens. Like, I'm like, what's the point of that? Like, being like, the whole time, I just wish that she had been, that Eleven being separate from the gang until the end, I was just, me you personally, I was kind of, like, bummed. Like, it was just, like, totally parallel because, yes, like, like totally I loved separate. all of last season. So, so like, it had, like, a, it had a different feel, but if you're saying that we that that whatever episode that was like with like the sister allows us to have more of those yeah. people, I, I think it's gonna. Now I'm we, all in. I've changed yeah. my mind. I, I think you're gonna see more of that. I, I think so. that's actually how they'll re because eleven is the reason the upside down got ripped open in the first place yeah. because they were forcing her to do all these experiments and stuff like that, and she actually accidentally opened up this door to another dimension. Uh huh. I think. Like in her process of finding the other people, she's going to interact with someone, or something's going to happen with one of them, and that's going to be like its ticket back in. Uh, so I, I think that's where that's why they spent so much time in that one episode. Yeah, and I think they could only devote about that much time to it because okay. there was so much other stuff they had to cover. This and then season. I'm also hoping that. Eleven's mom, who's like you know like the vegetable, like in like the wheelchair, yeah. just like repeating things. Something happens. Because that was sad. And she sad. comes and she's able, she like becomes normal or, or something. Because then I'm wondering, does she have special powers too? Or like, or like, do they just like take, take Eleven a as a baby. baby and make her have powers? Or was she born with powers? So then does yeah. her mom have powers? We don't know. There's, I mean, there was a lot of like fan theory stuff going on that like yeah. Eleven is actually Hopper's daughter. And that Hopper... Oh, yeah. Have you not heard any of this? No, well, like... Well, okay, that was my other question. He mentions or, like, that was, in like, the another car question. with yeah. Al about his daughter. I think her name was Sarah. Sarah. Yeah. Um, and... Because there's still a lot of unknowns about so that whole many. thing. That's what we were thinking. We were like, season three, there's got to be more about his daughter. So, I... That... Some of that might be dead now, but, like, going into the season, that was one of the burning okay. questions it was, is she his... Long lost because he he believes that his well like his daughter died yeah if if you ask him but did they mess with his brain is is like Eleven's hmm. mom is that why she went crazy is because they messed with her brain too yeah and she yeah. didn't respond the same way so like huh. that theory may still be alive interesting be interesting um, yeah so and I gotta say Eleven had the coolest entrance of the season though. Uh, when she met up with the other guys. Oh, yes. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Because they were all toast, surrounded by the demodogs, and yeah. she also you hear them going, you know, and necks breaking and stuff, yeah. and she's just She slowly dealing opens with them. the door. That was like, so cool. <gasps> yeah, that was a good entrance. That was that was a great entrance. All right, so other, other random questions. So in the season, Nancy was helping Steve with, with his essay for college. Does Steve go to college, or or does he stay in Hawkins? I think Steve goes to college. Okay. So does that mean that we don't have Steve next season? No, I, I, I think I think it'll be... Does he come back on break? I think it'll happen, like, it's either going to happen, like, over spring break... Okay. ...or during the summertime. As long as we have Steve. Or, like, it, it may be one of those things where Dustin calls him, like, hey, bro... I need, need help. your help. We need you to stop, stop being I'm, a frat I'm guy. I'm out of hairspray. Bring, bring your back. <laughs> I'm out of hairspray. Bring it. And that's that kind of brings – I told you this, Michael, Zara, this will be a revelation to you. But I believe they're going to – it's not going to be – like we'll get a, we'll get another season next year. 
But I think it'll be, timeline-wise, a couple years have passed. Hmm. Well, that was what, this this one was one year it was later. A, it was a full year. A yeah. full year later. I think it'll be a couple years past, and, and my theory behind this... To kind of is, catch up with the actor's age? A little bit. I Like, that's one of the practical reasons. But I think one of the things that they need to do, and we already kind of said, you know, they, they'll probably fracture as a group a little bit between seasons here, just to, like... You have to have a – not everything can be perfect and happy and, you know, you know yeah, roses and sunshine. Yeah, that's not Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, especially when we can't see it in between. And so I think to create that in a more natural way, you have to remove them a couple years. Because th- think about, like, when people go through tragic or horrific events, eventually – they get back to some sense of normalcy. And I think they're going to get back to the point, not to where they completely forget it, but, like, it's not something they're constantly thinking about. Yeah. And we'll see Eleven be way more normal. She'll be, like, a kid. Who knows? Maybe she'll forget how to use some of her abilities because I don't think she enjoys using them. Um, she just has them. and I wonder if she'll get to go to school with them or if she'll still need to be hidden away. I don't know. I, th- I, think, I think they'll... they'll She'll be able to go to school with them. I think you'll see her as a normal student with some they'll give her some funny backstory. Well, well yeah, so at at the very end she like gets that she gets her like birth certificate and the guy says that she needs like a year though to like kinda like stay un under wraps. Yeah. So yeah. I'm hoping that she just learns pop culture and how to not be a weird chick in that time and kinda Maybe becomes she like more gets to hang out with the guys like Yeah. Yeah, because she's still kind of weird. Oh yeah, I mean like yeah, she's yeah. Oh yeah, de- definitely. She still likes her egos. Yeah, <laughs> well, uh, exactly. egos. So many we, egos. We, we can close out one storyline for sure after the season. Yes, and that is justice for Barb. Barb was finally put to rest. Yep. They have the funeral. They they gave her her a parents casket. know that scene with her parents and the Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yes, was one of the, like her dad <laughs> just, chomping away. She's just. And then Steve says, like, well, it is finger-looking good. (laughs) It was just... That was good. Yes. But that was also... That was a wonderful scene for Nancy when she, like, runs away from the dinner table and, like, goes to the bathroom and just balls. Mm -hmm. Because, like, she really feels like it... And it's not her fault. Like, just, like, you know, people experience things like that. You know, losing a friend and it's... Yeah. And people always blame themselves. Sure. Mm -hmm. But it's not. But she, like... Any, so even a year later, she's still mourning. Oh, I mean, she's yeah. still... Well, especially since there's no closure. She feels so guilty, yeah. Like, and she and she can't tell... She, on she can't of, tell anybody, yeah. yeah. she can't tell... She can't tell Barb's parents what happened to her. And so she's definitely, like, got that survivor's guilt and all that mm-hmm. stuff going on. Mm-hmm. But, uh... But this, that was a great scene for her, like, just watching her. And she's, like, trying to, like, keep it quiet. I think she puts her hand over her mouth. Yeah. Great. Really well done. All right. Can I ask you all some other questions? Yeah. Number one, what happened to the Demodog in the fridge? Fridge? What? Yeah. Or like in like the freezer. So like basically they like, they like killed, they like killed the Demodog, the Demodog and they put it into the freezer like in Dustin's house. Um, do you remember this? No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, well like Aaron it. does. So on one hand, Dustin loves being being like a mad scientist. Yeah, dude. So like, Probably. so like, so like, does he? Is it is the dog dead? Does yeah. he mess with it? 
It is dead. Two. So it is dead. Oh, the one him and Steve killed. But or? like, does someone yeah. like find it and like kind of like blow it out? Like being like this creepy reporter guy that we I haven't talked that we haven't really even like talked about, about yet. Does like someone find it and it becomes because part of it too? It right now it's just kind of like in this. It's in, in the it, it, It's in like their town. Yeah. yeah. When does it become a national thing? Does it ever become a national thing, or does it really just stay in there? I think. So I think that that dog is like this little tiny blurb that could like blow up. You, yeah, like it could. I don't know if the dog will be the the, the catalyst. Thing. Yeah. If anything, like I, I kind of wonder if they learn more about what they're dealing with, especially like with Dustin being the, the nerd yeah. of the group. I yeah. mean, the real real nerd. Um, I I see him totally dissecting that thing. Um. I wonder if they'll bring in the teacher ever on any of this. Mm. Uh-huh. Because to this point, they really haven't. Um, they've kind of kept him. And honestly, I think that's the only reason he's still alive is because they've kept him in the dark. Because yeah. he probably would have. He probably. Oh, yeah. I, he wouldn't have lasted. Oh, no. I, I see him being the first one to go. He would have been he, a bob. He Well, yeah, he would have died bravely. Um, but I really like um, the teacher, so I'm, just, I'm glad he's still around. So I think. I think. Yeah, they're not done with that storyline. Yeah. I don't know how big that'll get. But I also, to your point about, um, is this just Hawkins? Yeah. Or is it, I think we're looking at, like, worldwide takeover. Because if you think about the whole time this season, the 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 guys and the scientists um, are, like, fighting back all the, the growth of yeah. the Upside Down. They they're like burn it every day. Every day. And it, they, they say it keeps getting bigger and bigger. Uh-huh. And you see, like, the school when it's um, in the Upside Down. And it's, I mean, it's just growing yeah. throughout. Yeah, yeah. So I think they're they're looking at something that really wants to take over. The world. Yeah, because in the first season, I think kind of what they did was they opened this, this kind of window into our world. Yeah. From the other side. And... And first they were just dealing with the demagogue, but they made too much noise. And, like, now that guy's, like, peering over the fence saying, oh, what's a – oh, that's nice. And yep. so he's yep. he's looking and he, he wants whatever he sees or he wants someone. Well, this time he's – like, he looked right at 11 when she was, like, staring him down. Uh-huh. So he's mad or the – whatever you want to call it, the shadow monster, the – what else did they call it? The – yeah, they had like the Dungeons and Dragons name. Yeah, that it was like man, like Mind Slayer, Mind or, Slayer. Or, or or something I think that like that. Right. Yeah, yeah, um, hi the yeah whatever it is like the Shadow Monster. That's what that's what the, the yeah that's what the the showrunners are calling it is the, okay. is the Shadow Monster. Yeah, and so like it it's not giving up now. Like it's mad. Yeah, it got beat once and it wants well, all right, yeah, so, like, going off again with the Shadow Monster thing. So both Dustin and, and, and Hopper, while they were in the tunnels, got sprayed in the face with, like, mm. with like the vine dust stuff. Oh, crap. Yeah. So now we haven't seen anything like Will where they're, like, you know, like spitting up stuff. But I'm wondering if... They're, like, a little more connected if, or a little if more... If they become, yeah, like, a little bit connected because that could be... Start seeing yeah. things. Yeah, because if we have Dustin who already has more personality than Will and we've seen him be kind of, like, selfish and, like, hide things... Mm-hmm. I wonder if I wonder if that would do something. Because yeah. and the other thing is we have to think about we don't we have no clue what happened to Will during the time that he was trapped in the upside down for however many days uh-huh. it was in the first season. Like we have no knowledge of what happened. He doesn't really know what happened to him. 
And so, and he was down there for weeks. So I don't think he's, I don't think they're possessed necessarily like him, but they do have some connection to that. Yeah. Another funny, like great, great throwback to an eighties era. Um, when they're leaving the, the upside down or when they're leaving the, like the tunnel thing or whatever, all the demo dogs are chasing after him. Um, Hopper reaches back in to get his hat. Yes. Which is something that Indiana like Jones, Indiana Jones yeah. um, does like Ooh. a use era. Every, I know. every single I Indiana that. Jones movie, he's like at the last second reaches under a huh. closing door that's and grabs his, his hat. That's his signature it is. accessory. And and that's for Hopper. He's always got his he's always hat. always got it. Yeah, too. Um, All right. So. Are y'all ready for my favorite theory that I have stumbled yes. across? Sure. All right. I'm going all in on this. Okay. The syringe that they used to knock out Billy with. Yeah. All right? What if it was the same syringe that they used to knock out Will with? All and it right? has his, like, and it has, his DNA in his and, poison. And it has, like, the stuff from Will that they injected into Billy. And Billy, who's already this, like, huge, chumpy he villain. He becomes part of like that whole shadow monster yeah person so then he's like the perfect like dude that sounds worldly crazy enemy, and now he he becomes the, this other world guy that's and then they just probably kill him. not gonna happen but i stumbled across that across that one and it was my favorite i, I will say this that's a, i had not heard that theory that's really cool i didn't even think about that yeah but the showrunners made it very clear that like they write as they're filming so wow um hmm. They were like still writing episode. Let's just say like episode six and seven this season when they while they were filming, filming like two and three. That's okay, crazy. Um, so they uh, and that's what they did last season because remember they they did not like they did not want to make Steve a likable character and then halfway through the season they he eventually him. was yeah and so they are I think they're open to like fan theories and stuff like that yeah um, and for instance the whole. I don't think they would have touched the whole barb issue if it hadn't been like this huge for if justice like for barb hadn't happened. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I yeah. mean like the like the only thing missing at that um in the article was like a hashtag justice for barb, you know, when they were showing all that stuff at the end. Yeah. It, so they listened to their fans cuz they're fans of this type of stuff themselves. Yeah. So that or any other theory I think who knows what – I mean, they maybe they'll take part of it and use it. You know, it may not be like the big overarching thing of the season, but like, yeah. that's cool. I, yeah. I love reading theories. Well, yeah, so – yeah, that was just – You and I, I are I both fans of Walking Dead. And, yes. And so and, – and there's always theories. And that one or like Lost, like – yeah, like I, yeah. I just I'm, love shows that – I'm big on Game of like, Thrones, uh-huh. and so like that one – man, the theories run – the crazies run deep on that one. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Well, before we end, we have to get some dizziness going on. So we are just going to ask Aaron lightning round questions. Or how about all three of us just yeah. give like some, give our answers. But this is lightning round. So so are y'all ready? Yeah. All right. Aaron, what is your favorite Disney animated movie? Disney animated movie? Ooh. Um, it's probably... Beauty and the Beast or Lion King. It's one of those Whoa, two. Whoa, all right. It's yeah. the music for those two. are just phenomenal. Okay. It's a toss-up. Favorite ride you rode at Disneyland? Favorite ride? So Aaron has never been to Disney World, but he has been to Disneyland. When did you go? Uh, it would have been 2001. Okay. So a long time ago. Okay. Yeah. I was in high school. But um, still. 
My favorite ride, although I, I still have to say, like, I was a little disappointed, was Space Mountain. Yeah. But that's because, like, I think just a few months before, I'd been to, like, Six Flags, and they have, like, real roller coasters. Uh-huh. Yeah, and yeah. And so, like, I was like, uh, I was expecting, like, I more. Know. Yeah. Not. But it, it was good for what it was. We, yeah, yeah, on our recent podcast of, like, Top 5 Rides, I've had a lot of people be like, Michael, no how, did, how did y'all not put Space Mountain on there? Sorry, guys. Right, sorry, y'all. My, yeah, my favorite thing about Disney theme, Disneyland theme park, though, hands down, was the fireworks and the music. Awesome. Like, okay. That was worth the price of admission right there. Yeah. So. Aaron, what is your number one most overrated Disney movie? Overrated Disney movie. Do I have to have seen it? No. No? <laughs> no. Because I know what you're going to say. Probably Frozen. He's never oh, seen Frozen, Aaron. No. Everybody. I don't understand it. Oh. He has fought against... You're at this point where you're just like, I'm never going to. See, what's funny is like, I haven't really like fought against seeing it. I just I haven't seen it, and like I'm I'm definitely not going to go out and buy it or rent it. Yeah. So. We have it if you want to buy it. <laughs> well, like, it was super funny because at church, Arthur was... Um, used it as like a video illustration and Aaron's like, hey, this is the first yeah. scene of scene of Frozen I have so ever funny. seen. But Arthur also <laughs> said something along the lines great. of like, everyone's seen this and like, like not, not me. me. Nah. <laughs> Alright, Aaron, who is your favorite Disney princess? Oh, Belle. Hands down. Whoa. Alright then. Yeah. Favorite non-animated Disney movie? Um, Probably it's up there with like the, the Newsies. Okay, okay. Aaron loves the newsies. I like that or, about you, Aaron. Or the Rocketeer. Like the both of those are just like great. Which you let us borrow. Aaron let us and borrow it, it and it's it, not working. And it was scratched and we only got like halfway through. Yeah. Sad day. I need to just buy it on like Blu-ray and So Aaron, what is your favorite um Disney animated TV show? Disney animated TV show. Probably Tailspin. I love Tailspin, bro. It's just a wonderful show. Like I wanted to be Kit, Kid Cloud Kicker, uh huh, and yeah, like yeah. surf on that little silver yes. thing that he had. the The characters are great. Like I used to remember like singing the song and like doing all the voices. What I thought What's were the, the voices. Zara didn't have, I have cable. I literally have no idea what y'all are talking about. I, I can't so. believe that you've never seen Tailspin, Zara. Sorry. That's all right. It's, Sorry, but it was all the characters from the Jungle Book, basically. Yeah. And Wait, the, that's what it's well, yeah, about? Well, so, yeah, so, like, so Baloo is, like, this main, um, like, he flies a pilot. Why Tailspin? Because uh, that's, a Tailspin's, like, what happens with when planes, like, spin downward. Like yeah, that. yeah. And um, so it has, like, King, it has King Louie in are, it. Why are Baloo they has, like, a sign. Because they, they live in a... Because it was the golden age of TV, and none of this stuff made sense, but it was hit TV. It was great. This, I, this, I'll have to watch, like, a preview of this. Or yeah, something. it's really... Like a trailer. Deal. It's I great. can't imagine this in my head. I'm so confused. So, Aaron, what is your favorite Disney Channel original movie? Disney Channel original movie. I'll tell you, the one that I was obsessed with for a while was probably uh, Motocrossed. I've seen that. Yo, yes, wait, yeah, is that that the one where, like, the brother and sister... Yeah, the girl... Switch places? When I was, like, I don't know, freshman... A teenager, yeah, 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 yeah. She was gorgeous. Sure, yep. Sure. 
Like, even with the short hair, she's still pretty. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But I love that one for some reason. Okay. That one or the, the skate one. That one Brink. Was, that one was... Brink. Dude, I live for Brink. I lived for Brink. That was my favorite. We will do an, a podcast episode, episode one time on Disney Channel Original Movies. That's and Brink was by far the it's best. a great one. It was great. All right, Zara, do you have any other questions for our mm. guest, Aaron Pugh? I don't think so. That was fun. Okay, fine. What What's your favorite Disney song? <laughs> Disney song. It's gonna be something from Beauty and the Beast. He loves it. Um, it's either it's either the Just Can't Wait to Be King from uh-huh. Lion King. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like my favorite song when I was a kid, um, was the the French Chef from Little, Little Mermaid. Mermaid. And I like, cut off your head. Yeah. Yeah. He's and, like chopping up. So I, He's trying to kill Sebastian. Yeah. And I, for some reason, I just thought it was hilarious, and so I love singing. Somebody sang that in high school at our choir dinner show. Let them I, know. I missed one. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I've never heard anyone an- answer this question I've that way. I've never heard that. That's yeah. fantastic. Okay, I do have one last question, because you mentioned that he just saw um, live-action Beauty and the Beast. So what, give us your quick thoughts on that. Um, it's really, really well done. My only real criticism about the whole thing is, and it's, you were right. Like it got better as the movie went on. Yeah. But that opening song, yeah. they had her so auto tuned, and I don't think she really needed the auto tuning. Maybe she did. Yeah. Um, Just a little overproduced. It was like you like. There's this tone. It almost sounds. It's not robotic like the hip hop auto tuning. You can just tell. But you can tell it's it's like the notes are being stretched out or kind of moved. Warped. Yeah. yeah. And I like from the first. I don't know. The first note that she actually held out, I was like, "Oh, that's auto tuned," um, and that, I. That, yeah. It's one of those things that bugs me. Well, I remember at Disney World, we saw a like sneak preview of it, and it was like a ten minute thing. Yeah, and they showed that whole first scene, and I'm like, "Man, I'm probably I might not like this movie." Like, I mean, if like that's what her singing voice sounds like, and then I loved the, the movie. The rest of it was great. But I agree with you. Um, the one of my one of the best scenes in the whole movie. Is the is the Gaston song? I mean, that, oh for sure, <laughs> yes. it, it was, like it's one of the, my Josh favorites. Josh Gad, I mean, come I went, on. When Beauty and the Beast, so a few years ago, they started re-releasing them in the theaters, uh-huh. you know. Yeah, yeah. and me and like Micah went and saw, we both we went and saw the Lion King when it, they did that one. Okay, how and fun! Beauty and the Beast, and he, I think he had his girlfriend with him at the time, and we were probably like one of or three of like ten people in the whole theater, so we sang along. Yeah, and why not? Micah does like the best LaFou singing voice. That's awesome. Is is pretty good. That's, so that's great. Um, yeah. So that's that's a great movie. I mean, it was really really well done in the costumes and oh yeah, it was all love the costumes. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. All right. Well, we are going to still do our marriage moment because guess what? Our marriage moment happened with Aaron and also <laughs> Joaquin. And so, um, but we saw Thor Ragnarok this weekend, and it was fantastic. Oh, it was- Glorious. So, yeah, that was one of my heroes from last pod, and I, I said we might talk about it a little bit today, but yes. I was glad I, I got to go with the bros, hang with all the guys. Yes, you did. see Thor. So we are going to not spoil this like a ton, but if you haven't seen it yet, you might just end right here. You've been listening for an hour and 15 minutes, basically, <laughs> so you've done a great job of sticking with us, so we, I don't want to like, ruin this movie for you, but... Definitely one of my top five favorite Marvel movies. Oh, yeah. It was really good. It's, I don't know how to 
I've seen so many that I don't know how to rank them, but we it was might really need good. to rank them one day. It, Maybe. It, it surpassed. It, for me, it surpassed the first Avengers. Like I that thought, it was, was like just on that level. Yeah, like yeah. that one was up there for a really long time, just because it was it was a massive scale movie. Yeah, and it was hilarious and it was awesome. And this one, yeah, like my top five are like. You know, Avengers, both the Guardians movies. Both mm-hmm. Guardians are great. This one and then something else. I'm not first, sure. First Iron Man is still yeah. in, like, my memory. Like, I haven't seen it in, in forever, but I loved it. Um, so something that stood out to me about this one was that it was as funny as the Guardian movies. Like, I don't remember the other Thor movies being, like, just, like, really funny like this one was. I think that's, like, yeah. a direction that they're moving they in. They were honestly a snooze. <laughs> the first one was pretty good. It had some great moments in it. It did. It um, did. Like him breaking the coffee cup mm-hmm. and yelling for another. Yeah. And stuff like that. But Well, yeah, it's just funny seeing Thor in on Earth, like yeah. out of his, you know, godly realms mm-hmm. and elements. And then and this one, he wasn't with his girl anymore. Natalie Portman is gone. She no more. Dumped him. Oh, no, he said it was a mutual. A yeah. Mutual yeah, yeah, yeah. Breaking yeah. AKA they just didn't want her to be in the franchise anymore or couldn't get her yeah. to be on this movie. But I loved it how they, well, well, yeah, that's probably it. Like, I don't think, kind of how, like, Gwyneth Paltrow, like, mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting her to be. She had, and, she's, and so she, she said she did, like, doesn't really she, act anymore. And so she had her, like, two-minute thing Little in Little cameo Spider-Man. appearance. Yeah, 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 in, yeah, in, in Which, Spider-Man. yeah, we were all surprised to see her in that. But I love how the universe is so big now. Oh, my gosh, that was the best. They can just put random people I in. I loved that. And just kind of, like. The overlap is so great. Yeah, yeah, so, like, having Doctor Strange for just a few minutes yeah. was it awesome. It was very cool. Um, and having Mark Ruffalo, like, doing, like... Well, that the, was the best. The, the Hulk stuff, like, that was great. I loved that. Um, yeah. Like, two characters who don't get, like, a ton of love in, like, some of the other movies. Yeah. Um, we haven't seen the Hulk in, in, a, in a while, because he's been... Because he, we know where he's been now. But he's by, been away. But by far the best cameo, if, if you haven't watched this yet, cover your ears right now. Because Matt Damon shows up, <laughs> and it was the Y'all greatest. Y'all were cracking it was up. the greatest you scene. You were all dying. I was like, oh, I mean, like, it's funny, but. The fact that they kept that secret enough that none of us knew going in <laughs> that he was know. in it was amazing. It really was, because everyone talks in Hollywood. No one knew he was in that, and it was, oh, it was one of the best cameos ever. It was fantastic. Like, I just, oh, man, we, we laughed so hard. That scene, and then the scene whenever Mark Ruffalo jumps out of the plane. Y'all and, died. And, and, like, and he's like, just wait, I'm going to save the day. And then he's supposed to turn into the whole thing. And he has it transformed in, into the whole thing. He's just and, a human. And he just, like, splats. Face plants. So oh. funny. Y'all are dying. So funny. But overall, good movie. It was an excellent movie. I'll probably see it again. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it had, what's his name from Jurassic Park? Uh, Jeff Goldblum? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that his name? Yeah. He was really yeah. funny. Yeah. He As was hysterical. The, I don't want to call him The Collector. What was his name? Um, well, good callback on The Collector, <laughs> yeah, though. I mean, like, that's the, not him, but. That's not Grand him. Master. Grandmaster. Grandmaster. That, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. I just loved him and his sparkly eyelashes and all his of blue the nail stuff polish. that he had going on. Maybe they'll come out with a uh, Thor nail polish shine and that will be hit one of them. Maybe. Grandmaster Blue. Maybe. But yeah, no, I love the Hulk. Um, yeah, by, yeah, by far. Like, what's her name? Kate Blanchett was. Uh, that was weird. Yeah. Like, because. Give, you gotta give her props for because she's 48, 49 years old. I mean, she looked great. And she, it was just kind of a weird choice. 
bodysuit. Yeah, kind of a so. strange choice for a villainess. Like, well, I wouldn't have I actually, automatically thought, like, oh, yeah, she is going to be played, a villain. She's played evil people before. She plays the evil Nazi lady in, uh, or Russian lady in the last Indiana Jones movie. Interesting. The, the, the one that was hmm. terrible. Okay. Crystal Skull. <laughs> yeah. See, we I, mentioned I, I that a few pods ago. I haven't seen that one <laughs> in, so like, bad. forever. Um, no, I heard in an interview that she wanted to do something... That like it's her kids different. could watch, yeah. Um, and this one is it. So, She's in a lot of movies that her kids probably couldn't watch. Yeah. So on that, so on that hand, I thought it was great. Um, Thor cutting off his hair and his Ooh. eyeball. And his eyeball. <laughs> great point. I honestly <laughs> forgot about that, Zara. I hated that. Yeah. He kind of he kind of looks awesome though with the patch. Yes. And the short haircut. He, I, I honestly, Chris Hemsworth no. with the short hair looks better. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He looks good. Yeah. Let's be honest. And also, I loved it whenever there was that one scene where he like had his shirt off because there obviously has to be a, a oh, scene sure. in every movie where where uh, Chris Hemsworth is shirtless. What would Thor be without his rippling abs? Yeah, but it, yeah. So if you haven't seen this, like it is very, very, very funny. I know that I said this about the Princess Bride, where like if someone says something is funny, then I'm not going to find it as funny. I think that's impossible for this movie. Like, this movie was great. Please go yeah. see it. It's awesome. There you go. Do it. And that was our marriage moment. We have gone so long that we are not going to be doing zeros and heroes. This everyone's week. favorite segment. Everyone's every segment <laughs> will just have to go Sorry, guys. through, and you'll have to wait until next podcast episode. Well, I hope you enjoyed Stranger Things conversation deep dive. And if you haven't seen it yet, hopefully this piqued your interest. And you will immediately binge it on Netflix. Please do it it. right now. Highly recommend. And also, give us a rating and review on the podcast app. We added one. Someone gave us (gasps) a review. Or somebody we know. Thank you. So um, it was great. We look forward to hearing um, your thoughts and your um, ideas about Stranger Things. We welcome all feedback and crazy theories about what season three holds and crazy theories about season two. Yeah. We are excited to hear those. Maybe we gained some fans who thought this was a Stranger Things podcast. Psych! Psych! It's Disney! It's Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Slash pop culture. We seamlessly blend them both. Exactly. All right, Aaron. Well, thank you so much for joining us, bro. Thanks for having me. And uh, everyone else, See peace. you next time. Bye. And Jane, girl, you'll be in my heart I will fight Jafar with all the Robin Hood starts Beat the crook, Captain Hook, and any evil that embarks The fading starts to leave his mark I'll send him to a pit so dark you can't see light Oh, come here, my Snow White To have a princess for a wife Yeah, that'd be alright Chilling up in the castle all day and night Girl, you're in the middle of my circle of life